Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Screen Time Podcast. I'm Connor. And I'm Luke. And today we're going to be talking about the Fast and Furious franchise in preparation of Fast X. Booyah. The second stupidest named <laughs> Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Uh, we will be going into each movie individually, but before we do that, Luke, what are your general thoughts towards these movies as a franchise? Um, well, I think the best thing about watching this franchise is seeing how it starts to where it is now. It's crazy. Uh, not speaking to whether or not, how, how many are good and how many aren't, I'll, I'll talk about that later, but it it is incredible <laughs> what it, like the evolution of it is, I don't understand it, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, I think so, something that you and I both realized, because we we recently watched all nine to prepare for this episode, but we watched all of them separately. Yeah. And alone when we watched them. Yeah. And uh, look, just to give you guys a heads up, the listener, uh, we're perhaps a little pessimistic <laughs> going into this episode, and I feel like a lot of the the goodness that comes out of these movies is watching it with people yeah. and laughing at the absurdness together. Definitely. Cause the first time I watched it, I watched it with my brother who's a big car guy. So that was interesting. And he, he knew all the stuff they were talking about and we, we just had a good time watching it. And this time I, <laughs> half of them, I was just uninterested like this. This isn't the best thing I've ever watched. I'll be honest, but I agree. It's all good. I, I do. I think we'll have some some solid critical notes, but uh, I I do think that when we go together to Fast X this weekend, it we'll also pro- it also we'll be probably a have a better time. Yeah, and it'll be in a theater and yeah. with a group of people. How, how many of these have you seen in theaters? Zero. Ooh, is this your first one? Yeah. I I started seeing them in theaters when Seven came out. We 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 started watching them to get what we started. We started watching the Fast and Furious movies together, my brother and I, in preparation for F9, but oh, yeah. F9 had already been out for a month when we started watching it, so we missed it, but oh well. Yeah, I I remember when they were coming out, and I was in school, and I knew people that went to watch them, like the first bunch, Yeah, and I had no interest in them whatsoever. They just seemed kind of dumb to me, to be honest. But you're not that far off. Yeah. <laughs> and then... uh I heard about Paul Walker dying in the car crash and that they were like gonna like digitally replace him in like certain scenes in seven. Yeah. And I was like, actually this sounds kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. And so because I was curious about that, I decided to watch all of them in like a week. Yeah. And then I did it again in preparation for this episode. Yeah. Watch them all in a week. <sighs> oh boy. Oh, here's a little tease for as we break down each movie. Uh, the the name Fast and Furious I think is cool. Uh, there's only two movies that have names that I really love. Which are? Well, that's you'll find out when we oh, get there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there's just really dumb names for some, for some of them. Yeah. And I'll complain about it when we get there. Are we ready to dive in? I think I think we go for it. All right, we start off with. The Fast and The Furious. Correct. The first one. The best one. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, 
it's crazy going back. Like, if you were to watch the Fast X trailer and then immediately watch the Fast and the Furious, you wouldn't believe that there's, like, connective tissue between those yeah. two. It's like, hey, we're, there's a cop who's undercover. That's a, that's actually, like, a plot twist. But everyone already knows that at this point now. Yeah, there's going to be sp- also, spoilers for everything. We're cause... spoiling all nine movies. We can't spoil Fast X because we haven't seen it. Yeah. So we won't be spoiling Fast X. Yeah. Um... But there's an undercover cop who gets in, in, like, the street racing world to find guys that are stealing DVD players. Yeah. And that's the movie. Yep. Compared to... They're going all over the planet, blowing up the Vatican. <laughs> yeah. Launching into space. Launching into space. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, but the first one is... It's very humble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In terms of... The stunts, it, it's exciting, right? But it, it still feels grounded in reality. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so enough. Yeah. Enough. Enough. It's believable. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Like, grounded compared to where we are now. <laughs> Absolutely. Alright, so here's what I've done. In watching online movies, I have written down the stunts, which kind of turns into like action set pieces at some point. Yeah. Uh, the characters, because... Something that's going to happen. So Fast X is not the last one. There's three more. And I think that they're going to try and bring back as many people as they can. So I wrote down any character from mild significance to main character. Yeah. And then I have generic notes after that. Are you ready for me to read out? Yes. What I have for stunts from the first movie. Yeah. Uh, At the beginning of the movie. There's a car. Or there's a jump from a car to a semi-truck. It's about three feet. Mm Mm-hmm pretty crazy yeah they drive underneath a semi-trailer you ready for the third they hit some pylons on the road that one was nuts uh oh also i i'm i've left out generic fist fights and like drag racing yeah street racing uh car is shot and it blows up yeah and then these last four are the end of the movie. A car gets bumped into the ditch and it flips and gets told. That's Letty's car, I believe. Uh, Brian jumps from a car to the truck after Vince yep. does as well. Uh, Brian hangs on top of a car as it drifts into the ditch. And then there's the scene, the really cool scene, where Dom and Brian race the train. And then Dom hits the truck and flips over Brian's car. Yeah. That's it. That's, yeah. That's going to be a lot longer. <laughs> All right, here we go for characters. Here it is. Oh, and I also have if any of them die oh, and yes. how they die because I don't believe Death that many people permanent. do. All right, we have Brian, Dom, Mia, Letty, Vince, and Jesse are kind of the homies. Right. Jesse gets shot at the end of the movie. We kind of see the bullets hit him. He hits the ground. That's it. Jesse ain't dead. He's coming back. Did uh, the they take him on the helicopter? That was Vince. Right. <laughs> I'm great with names of these movies. It's okay. I would If it isn't if like I, main four people. If I hadn't written it down, I wouldn't have known who these were. <laughs> Leon, Hector, and Edwin are uh, are like racing guys. 
one of them comes right. back later. The bad guy is Johnny Tran. He gets shot while he's on a motorcycle, and we see his eyes through his motorcycle helmet, and they're not moving. Doesn't necessarily mean he's dead, but he, he you know, if he doesn't come back, he could be dead. He could be dead. What, they're going to bring back the first villain to be the final villain? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then some, uh, you know, U.S. agency guys. We have Sergeant Tanner, Harry, and Agent Bilkins. Oh, right. Okay. Bilkins is the yeah. the good, the one that we like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for this? I got some notes here. Do you want? Do you have any notes you want to say first? Uh, you can lead into them. All right. I'll jump in. This one I loved. I didn't have any notes for quite a while. Uh, and then there's this. The cops recognize Dominic Toretto on the street. Oh my goodness. They're like, Dom, it's you. We're going to arrest you. And then he has to run and he hops in with Brian. But no one bothers going to the store that's named after him to see if he's there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a place called Toretto's and they don't bother going there to see. They know what he looks like. Just find him and arrest him. They know what he looks like and they know his name. Yeah. <laughs> Even if they didn't know what he looks like, why wouldn't you go to the place with the same last name as this guy? Be like, maybe it's worth investigating? No, it's fine. Oh. I love it. Alright, here we go. Brian drinking Vince's beer that Dom stole is the biggest disrespect in the whole series. <laughs> That's where we get that famous series like, uh, Dom says, you can drink anything as long as it's a Corona. Which I also didn't realize that the Corona product placement started in the first movie. But uh, yeah. they roll with it. Oh, they do. And I love Vince's just defeat when Brian drinks his beer. Uh, the reveal of Brian as a cop is later in the movie than I remembered, and it's pretty well done. It is actually. That that part was good. When he's uh, that's actually like near the end of the movie, right? It's or... about halfway through when when you as the audience find out that he's a cop. Yeah. He kind of gets, like, arrested. Yeah. Quote-unquote arrested. And I was like, you know what? This is actually... This is pretty good. Yeah. And it almost makes me wish I didn't... Well... I can't remember what I knew the the first time watching it. But it'd be nice to know that he... To not know that he was a cop. Because yeah. I liked the reveal. Yeah. <clears throat> it... Well, I didn't know anything about these movies. So when I watched it for the first time, it felt like a... Oh... But that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is what something I really enjoyed is in regards to Brian dating Dom's sister, Mia. Mm-hmm. He says, you break her heart, I'll break your neck. And that's it. There's no, I feel like they very easily could have made like extra piece of drama about, oh, you're dating my sister, yada, yada, yada. But no, he's like, nah, you seem like a good guy. Don't break your heart. That's it. Yeah. I thought that was good. Yeah. I do really like uh, Brian and Mia. No, Dom. Dom, because <laughs> they've been <laughs> Brian and Dom's relationship through these movies is probably my favorite part of all of them. I do as well. Yeah. All right. Here's a good note. Uh, the music when Brian tells Mia that he's a cop and needs to stop Dom is too bumping. <laughs> it was like really grooving. And it's like a very serious moment in the movie. Yeah. I was like, the music is not lined up here. Well, the, the thing about the music in that scene is it was, like, from earlier in the scene, yeah. right? Where it's, like, you know, like, high action, intensity stuff going on here, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so the music's, you know, getting you, um, what's the word? 
pumped up, pumped up, you know, and then the music just continues over that reveal and then continues into the rest of the scene. But it's like they didn't take out any time or change of vibes for that reveal. Yeah. So it was a little awkward, but oh well. Uh, I really like Dom's reaction to Brian announcing that he's a cop over the phone when he's calling in the helicopter to, to yeah. take Vince. Just that look of like betrayal and anger. That's good. Yeah. And it's probably the best acting that Vin Diesel does <laughs> in the whole series. Uh, uh, just in general in this movie, I think that the cars do feel very fast. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't feel like they're filming on a road you know, going 20 miles an hour. It feels like they're going fast. Yeah. Now, in reality, they probably were going much slower. Yeah. But the way that they film it was really good. Uh, I think that everything after that final truck heist, so basically when Brian makes that call to get Vince taken away to the end of the movie, I think it's perfect. Yeah. All of it, especially that uh, that final race. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and it's interesting that Dom hits a truck after the train and that he actually gets hurt. Because it doesn't happen again. <laughs> like, he's like holding his shoulder like something's bad. He's got blood on his head. He, in six, he gets shot. Yeah, I was just about to say and, that. And it's, <laughs> he he looks more like he's upset that Letty shot him. Yeah. Because it was Letty more than, oh, ouch, I got shot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Those are my notes. What do you got? Yeah. Uh, well, I just want to say that. So, about this movie. Yeah. That I think. The reason why the first is my favorite out of all of them is it has a very distinct tone compared to the rest, where it feels very 2000s. Oh, yeah. But, like, in a good way. Like, in a really fun way. Not like, oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? But it's very, it's, it's dated. very 2000s. It's dated, but I think it's got that charm to it still. Yeah. yeah. It's dated and aged well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then we move on. To my first of the two titles that I love, Too Fast, Too Furious, yeah. with the number two. Yeah. That's, that's like... the best use of the number in the title. Yeah. That's the kind of, like, silliness in, like, naming a sequel that I like, especially for a series like this, yeah. and for a movie like this, that definitely thinks it's sillier and goofier than it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, love the title. The movie itself is... Uh... Is very basic. <laughs> it is. Like, I like the first one a lot, but this one, going into it, watching right after the first one, especially, was such a... I, I don't want to say it, but it's a very lame sequel. You know? Yeah. When, when sequels try to one-up the first one to justify being a sequel. This one just... Like, what if we do kind of some stuff from the first one, but less exciting? <laughs> you ready for the... <laughs> My stunts that yes. I wrote down. Uh, the first race ends in jumping off the bridge, the drawbridge that's a little bit high. Yeah. Uh, Brian crashes into a parking meter, which is hilarious because that like stops him. And in later movies, they're driving through anything and are fine with it. Uh, a car gets stuck between two semi-trailers and gets run over. It's probably the most catastrophic stunt. Oh, <laughs> well, second most. In yep. the movie. Uh, Brian spins into reverse on the freeway. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, the car hits the those water bins on the freeway exit. 
You know those bins yeah. that are right by the exit there? Ooh. <laughs> uh, the ejector seat. And then the famed car oh, the ejector jump. seat. Right. And then oh, boy. the famed car jump onto the boat. Yeah. Which I do like that stunt. Yeah. It's goofy, but I can I can get behind it. Yeah. Also, it helps that when they land on the boat, they're both like really beat up, and they're like, "Oh, that was really stupid. <laughs> why, did, why did we do that?" And then it ends with just like them shooting the guy through the windshield. If they had like crashed onto the boat, and then got it and started doing like kung fu, nah, that's not. No, that wouldn't work for me. Characters. We got some great names in here. So Brian returns. Uh, we got Roman. Yeah. Monica, the love interest. Ooh. Tedge, the introduction introduction of Tedge. Uh, and then we have the other racers from the beginning who all kind of show up throughout the rest of the movie. Suki, Orange Julius, and Slapjack. <laughs> I don't remember any of those names. And then uh, there's the guy that kind of helps Brian work on his car. His name is Jimmy. Jimmy. All right. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Agent Bilkins returns. Uh, then we have Agent Markham and Agent Dunn. Agent Dunn's the one that they were like, he's going to be your partner on this mission. Oh, yeah. And then Brian's like, this guy doesn't know anything about cars. Yeah. So then he gets Roman instead. Then we have Carter Verone is the bad guy. Not dead. He could come back. Uh, and then there's Enrique and Roberto. Um, one of them gets ejector seated into water. Yeah. And then the other one just gets beat up in a very 2000s style where they just ground stomp him and spit on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a shot that they do in this one right at the beginning when they're doing that first street race where they pull the camera through each car and yeah. you see them kind of looking at the other one. And the same shot's in the trailer for Fast X. I hope it's in the movie, because it's a really cool shot. For movies that are pretty basically shot. <laughs> yeah. Anytime that something like looks cool, you aside from like a big explosion. Like when the cinematography is cool, it's like, oh yeah, this is look yeah. at that. Look at you go. <laughs> uh I have very few notes for this. Uh the first race feels really fast. It's a lot of CG. Yeah. And there's a lot of like speed racer effects where they yeah. just have like glowing lights smeared in the background. This is also the movie that introduces the uh, um, the top GS per minute, gear shifts per minute. Oh yes, <laughs> I think. Do I have that? Yeah, my next one. This is the beginning of infinite shifting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now look, I apologize if this offends anyone listening, but I do drive automatic vehicles. But I know for a fact that there's only max six gears in a car. These guys are shifting more than more than five times. <laughs> yep. It's uh it's like every two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, this is a good uh when when they go to visit Roman and uh they kinda have a Brian and Roman have like a bit of a scrap. At the at the Derby? Yeah. Yeah. At one point, Brian just says, I'll choke you. <laughs> and then tries to grab his neck. It's so stupid, but I love it so much. <laughs> uh, the CG guy is very dated, especially when they're doing, like, looking at the electrical stuff. 
like zooming into the engine at like oh yeah it looks bad yeah no <laughs> uh and then the villain the villain is boring and uh oh. he barely feels threatening yeah he's just there yeah it's like you guys gonna drive and get me some stuff you broke the window on my car i'll take it from your cut Ooh, <laughs> scary that's also all my notes because not, not much happens in this movie that's pretty much it they yeah. race at the beginning um brian goes undercover again yeah and they crash into a boat that's yep. about it <laughs> the the boat thing is really the thing that you remember maybe the the very 2000s race at the beginning yeah the boat is what sticks out the most about yeah. this movie yeah. All right, on to the most unique entry. Unless you have anything else to say. No, that's, that's, that's good. The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Yes. This is the one that I think you and I have uh, uh, different opinions on. <laughs> I'm not going to defend it too hard, but I think that I like it more than you do. Maybe. What are your thoughts? <laughs> um... So, when I watched it for the first time, I fell asleep, probably about a third in, and then caught the last 20 minutes, and I was like, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I rewatched it this time, and watched the entire thing, and it, I just, it's, it's not that good of a movie. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I like Han. Han is a great character. Yes. Um. But, oh boy. It's weird. And this is the worst. I'm not mad about it, but this is probably the worst I've seen the 30-year-old high schools. <laughs> this is definitely but the time when the... it happened. And, like, you think of, like, the Raimi Spider-Man movies. Tom McGuire is way too old to be in high school. Oh, yeah. But, to prove your point, and I think I have a note on it, there's high schoolers walking around with, like, full beards. Yeah. And I'm like, no. No, no. <laughs> but the worst part of it, or one of the worst part of, parts of it is... Is that the high schoolers are played by actors the same age as other adult characters in the movie. So it's like, I don't know if you're a high schooler or an adult. This is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for for the stunts? Yes. In the opening race, uh, there's a drive through a house that's just framing. Like he drives through yeah. the framing of a house. Yeah, that, uh, that whole race is ridiculous. Yeah. And then one car drives into a concrete pipe, uh-huh. and the other car uh, fails to drift and rolls many times. Many which, times. Which, now let's make this known, that rolling a car in the Fast and Furious movies means absolutely nothing. Yeah. In real life, if your car rolled once, you're probably messed up. <laughs> in this movie, you could roll down Mount Everest. And you'd have a scratch. Yeah. Maybe. But, like, the roll at the beginning of this movie is so long. Like, that car, keeps rolling. Oh, new shot. Rolling. Switch that angles. That car gets more destroyed. Rolling. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. And, slightly to their credit, he does have a little bit of blood on him. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Alright. Uh, then we have the drifting in the in the parking structure. Yeah. For that first race. Uh, then we have drifting on the fishing dock. Yeah. Uh, when he's and then we have drifting <laughs> through Tokyo 
the freeway and that crowd and then yeah. like just streets. Yeah. Uh there's a head on collision with a character Morimoto. Right. He's like the, the Japanese guy with like the blonde hair. Oh yeah. He gets into a head on collision. Uh which causes a multi car pile up. Then I have what I've called Han's incident. Yeah. Where Han gets T boned and, and blown up. Uh and then Sean gets clipped in the back while drifting. Yeah. Like he gets kind of bumped in the back. Yeah. So Yep. <laughs> in this movie I can't remember, did Han show up at the end after they thought he died? No. Yeah, right, right. Cause he, when he just... they made this movie, absolutely, he was 100% dead. Yeah, right, because I was watching, I was like, wow, <laughs> you you did this twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, here we go for characters. This is probably the smallest list because it was largely removed, right? Uh, we have Sean, the 40-year-old high schooler. Yeah. Who has the thickest American <laughs> accent? I don't know if he—if that's his voice, or if he's talking like that. But it is bonkers. Yeah. Then we have Twinkie, uh, Twinkie, Neela, the love interest. Uh, we have Han, right. who gets blown up. Uh, we have Earl, yeah, who I probably wouldn't have written down if he didn't come back in fast in F nine. Uh, then we have Major Boswell. That's uh, his dad, Sean's dad. Yeah. Uh, who, who knows? Maybe could come back. Uh, DK, who I think is ripe for a return. Yeah. Because he's been a lot of villains in a lot of movies. Uh, specifically, he played this the Shredder. The Shredder. He plays Shredder in the second live action Ninja Turtles movie, like the Michael Bay ones. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> No, uh, and then there's Morimoto, who's like his head goon, who, again, is in a head-on collision, which, again, does not mean that he's dead. Especially given that in the same sequence, Han gets blown up right, and doesn't die. Yeah. Spoiler alert. What, what about the, the head of the crime organization or whatever, the DK, his uncle? Oh, sure. <laughs> he could return. I don't, he could I don't know what his name is either. <laughs> Alright. Uh, oh, the opening sequence for this movie? Oof, dude. It's it's something else. Okay. <laughs> First off, uh, they're having like a party outside the high school or whatever. And they're walking a pinata. And the pinata is of uh, a, a Native American. <laughs> yeah, and I was, I was like, like, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> as much as that feels weird today, I feel like that was not right then either. <laughs> uh, we have torture by spray paint in the auto shop. They, oh, they, yeah. they grab the knife and start like yeah. spray painting his belly. And he's like, oh, oh. And Sean grabs a wrench to go stop him. He's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And then again, the facial hair on the high school students is too much. Yeah. All right, here's another note. Uh, the construction site that they drive through would not be empty at that time of day. No. That's prime working hours yeah. right there. You see how high the sun is? Yeah. Dumb. Uh, oh, when uh, when Sean goes to wink at Neela at one point, flirtingly, 
he winks with the wrong eye. He winks with the eye that's farther away from her so that she almost, like, wouldn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh. wow. Uh, oh, he wasn't winking at Neely. He was winking at the blonde girl in that race. Oh, okay. Uh, because the next note is that the cop at the police station says that the couple in, in the Viper uh, won't even get a slap on the wrist. He says, like, like he's disappointed, but he's the cop. That would provide them with a sentence. So what you're saying is that you're not, you're only going to give them a slap on the wrist, and now you're upset about it. <sighs> Dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh yeah, I would drive Twinkie's car, <laughs> the green one with the Hulk memorabilia and the fists yeah. in it. Beautiful car. <laughs> uh, I have. It's a bold move to make DK a pedophile from the beginning of the movie. Oh boy. And it's weird, because like you said, the high schoolers are played by really old people. Yeah. Really old people. I mean, it's not that old, but they're not in high school. No. If if you said nothing about him making moves on Neela, probably no one would say anything. Yeah. But the fact that his buddies are like, hey man, she's way too young for you to be dating, and it's kind of creepy that you're doing it. In the first shot that you see him, <laughs> like that, <oof. laughs> it's kind of weird actually. Yeah. Uh, as they're going through a garage at one point, we see a motorcycle with, with two bottles of NOS on it. That looks pretty cool. But they never drive it. Nope. Uh, oh yes. Sean's dad throws him the keys to the American muscle car. Um, but that car has no engine. So there's nothing for the keys to start. <laughs> oh my goodness. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Uh, and I also love that they're like, we're going to race on this mountain. It's DK's mountain. And I was like, DK Mountain from Mario Kart? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In which the best way to, to do that course is to master your drifting skills. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my notes. I, look, I actually really enjoy the end of the movie where, and I guess about the movie in general, it's that Sean has to learn how to drift. And he genuinely sucks at it from the beginning. And he has to get better and better as the movie goes on. And then the climax of the movie is the race where it's like, well, we're going to put forward everything you've learned between your ability to drift and your ability to work on these cars. Yeah. It feels like a kind of like a Karate Kid movie. Yeah. yeah. The good one, not the Jackie Chan don't, one. Don't even bring it up. Uh, where it's, you know... There's a bad guy who's messing with a girl that he has a crush on. And, you know, he, he works with someone, an older guy who's wiser in, in learning how to do this skill. And then the end is he does this skill versus the bad guy who is already good at this skill and then wins. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Look, it's not the best one. No. By a mile, but I, I kind of have fun with it. Actually, now that you mentioned Karate Kid... I'm going to bring it up again, because <laughs> I did think about the, the Jackie Chan one when I was watching this movie. Oh, dear. Uh, it's, oh, is it's it? the classic, a guy moves to another country, and who does he immediately make friends with? The first person that he makes contact with is the only other American there. <laughs> and then it, I, you know, even... it would make sense, you know, if you go to another country and you find an, another English speaker, right? You probably, it, it, at your school, you'd probably talk with them more. But everybody speaks English at the school. Except for his teacher. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's so weird. But it is a classic thing of like, oh, we'll go to a, a country that speaks a different language and then everyone just speaks English the yeah. whole time. Even when the guy who speaks English isn't around. Yeah. It's... It doesn't make sense. It sure doesn't. <laughs> Hollywood. Ugh. All right. I'm going to throw this at you. I told you that I had a, a bit of a interesting idea or thought that I would bring up in the podcast. Here's my thought. If someone were to start watching the Fast and Furious movies, they could start at four. Which is what we'll talk about very soon. Uh... If you treat the first three kind of like anthology movies, uh, a la like a, like a Solo or a Rogue One in Star Wars, I think it'd be kind of cool. Because they talk about these events that have happened before. Like, uh, you know, Brian and Dom have definitely had a running in the past where so- some stuff happened. And I think it'd be really cool to watch these movies not watching the movie where that happens. I think it'd be kind of sick. Is it just because at the beginning is before the first one? With Han and everything? What? The The beginning of the fourth movie... Is like, does the beginning of the fourth movie take place before the first movie? No. No? No, the Tokyo Drift takes place after six. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's why they always, he says that he's going to Tokyo in four, five, and six. I always thought he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go back there. No. <laughs> I was always so. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it look they ne- <laughs> they never really explain it. Uh, aside from the fact that the post credit scene in six is Jason Statham being the one that hit Han, and then in seven, it's it's Toretto going to Tokyo to visit Sean. At the end of three, it like when they made three, it was definitely set in the early two thousands. And then they retconned it to take place in like 2015, which doesn't work because those cell phones and cars and everything are yeah. definitely early 2000s. But yeah, wow, interesting. Didn't yeah, uh... hmm. yeah. Cause that's maybe why I'm so confused when I was watching <laughs> four. I was like, what timeline? What is going on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, Fast and Furious. Which look, this is not one of my top two. But I think that it is interesting that you the first one would be called The Fast and the Furious and to name another one Fast and Furious. In fact, when it came out, I was joking with a lot of people that they would just name all the movies variations of that. So it'd be like The Fast and Furious, Fast and the Furious, yeah, The Furious and the Fast type of thing. And that would be all the movies and you just had to know which one was which. <laughs> which is probably good that they didn't. Yeah. But <laughs> uh. Yeah. And this definitely is like a almost a reboot. The fourth well, like, one, like a a requel, re- a reset of the franchise kind of thing. Yeah, but like, all right, we're gonna redo the direction that we're headed in here because we kind of are were directionless before. Yeah, but now we've kind of we're gonna try this, try this one more time yeah. type of thing. Yeah. This is where they get more crazy action movies, where right. they start to head in that direction. And we start off with a banger. You ready for these stunts? We have the gasoline heist. Yeah. Which, in general, I think is a pretty good looking heist. Yeah. And it ends with, I love the shot 
of uh, drifting underneath that gas tank because it's falling down the hill. Yeah. That's a good-looking moment. It's true. Uh, there's a foot chase in L.A. Brian's chasing that oh, guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dom hangs a man out of his apartment from his foot. Yep. That's pretty bonkers. Uh, and a street race uh, in which uh, Brian drives down a hill through some wooden stairs. Right. That's genuinely almost as crazy as this movie gets. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then there's the border run through the underground tunnels. Uh, and then Dom blows up a car by opening the NOS and, and activating the cigarette lighter thing that you push in. Yeah. Uh, there's a shootout at the trade site. Uh, then there's a, a race in Mexico while they're escaping to America with Braga. Uh, and then Brian and, and Braga roll their cars. Their, the car that they're in rolls. And then Dom hits Phoenix with his car into another car. Yeah. By doing the classic Dominic rev that makes the front wheels go up. Yeah. The characters. We have Dom. Letty, who is shot and has a funeral. Which doesn't last. Which really goes to show you how little death means <laughs> in these movies. Uh, Han is at the beginning. Then we have Brian. And Mia shows up as well. Then we have two characters. In this movie, they are named Tigo and Don Omar. They're the two uh, the two buddies that Dom hires right. to help. Uh, fun fact, that's just their names in real life. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then they gave them actual names in the subsequent movies. Yeah. Because they were around for more than two minutes. We have Giselle. This is the introduction of Giselle. Uh, we have Penning, who's like the... Uh, the higher up at the agency that Brian's working for. Right, right, right. Uh, then Stasiak, who comes back a few times, and I, I, I kind of enjoy his character. We have Trin, who's the Asian lady that, that helps Brian out at the agency. Then we have oh, yeah. Campos, who turns out to be Braga. And then Phoenix is like his head goon that yeah. killed Letty, and Dom has a personal vendetta against I love the opening sequences in this movie. Uh, both the gas heist that ends with the gasoline truck blowing up and the foot chase with Brian. I think it, it was very like a exciting starts and it you know it shows you both characters I think pretty well. Yeah. I was on board. Uh, one of my favorite moments in the movie is the Stasiak versus O'Connor fight because Stasiak shoves kind of shoves Brian and then Brian punches him and kicks him and he falls to the floor with a broken nose. <laughs> uh, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and I have here the Brian and Dom relationship is just really good in this movie. It's true. It Especially is. with like the conflict that lies between them and like the kind of uneasiness not knowing how much they can trust each other. Yeah. I think it works. Yeah. I think the twist that Letty was working for Brian to try and take down uh, Braga so that Dom would have his name cleared, that's a great twist. Yeah. I genuinely forgot about it. And I, I was kind of well. like, ooh, it's like pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, also, the Braga twist is good. Where Campos had kind of 
was the number two, and then he wound up to be the head guy all along. I thought that that twist was good. Yeah, it was. it's not unique. No, but I I like the way that they did it. Uh, here we go. The Giselle and Dom romance slash not romance is just too weird. Very. <laughs> She's like head over heels for him, and he's like, I just lost my girlfriend, and. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> That's my Vin Diesel impression. It's pretty good. Thank you. Uh, Braga says to Dom, we're not so different, you and I. And first of all, I'm so sick and tired of that stupid line, and it doesn't work in this movie. Nope. Oh. Which just begins, and I get into this more as the movies go on, but these movies are so tropey. Oh, yeah. And they just borrow everything that's been done before. Yeah. And it makes me upset. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. You're going to like this one. The desert chase scene uh, in Mexico where Brian's driving and everyone's driving behind him. Uh, that was definitely inspiration for the movie Don't Worry, Darling. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, pretty boy. good. Uh, yeah, I have that. This movie could work as the first one if you wanted it to. Uh, it's interesting that at the end of the movie, Dominic gets arrested and Brian gets hurt. Uh, and here's something. We barely know why Dom is wanted. And also, it seems like most of his crimes have happened in countries that aren't America. So yeah. why would America be so hell-bent on arresting him? Like, he beat the guy to death when his dad died. He then his... he went to prison yeah, he served his for time. that. Then he got out. Then it seems that they were aware of the DVD heists. But that was a long time ago. Yeah. But he's like the most wanted guy in any of these movies. Like, at points it feels like they're more interested in arresting Dom than they are Braga. Who they quote is like selling more drugs between the border than uh, Escobar. Yeah. That's pretty significant. <laughs> and it ends with them sentencing him to 25 years to life with no chance of early parole. And I'm like, what did he do? <laughs> like, DVD players are not that important. Especially by the time this movie comes out. Like, Blu-ray was a thing. Netflix had probably already started to come out. We were making the transition. There, who even knows if Blockbuster... I mean, you could Google it. But Blockbuster might not have even been a thing anymore by the time this movie came out, right? Yeah. So DVD players, get over it. <laughs> He's not a 25 years to life kind of criminal. Yeah. At this point. I just don't get it. I I don't know. Yeah. How, do you, how do you feel about four? <clears throat> uh, I had a thought. What was it? Oh, no. Four is Okay. I think it works as kind of that reboot, reboot sequel yeah, type of thing. It definitely revitalizes how these movies feel. But it's not near the top of these no. movies. Although, he said you, it could work as the first one, but Letty is, isn't even in this movie. She's just dead. <laughs> to be fair, though, she's barely in the first one. It's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, and, and I, I have, <laughs> I have, I have a, a note later about something that happens in this movie. Oh boy, you're gonna love it. But yeah. do you have any other thoughts? Uh, no. Fast Four is or what is it? Fast and Furious? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. It's okay, at best. Yeah. Let's talk about the good one. Fast Five. I like Fast Five. That's where it's at. Fast Five is really good. Yeah. And in my mind, it's the best one. Oh, yeah. It, it It's grounded enough that you're not rolling your eyes like, oh, my gosh. But when they do the silly stuff, it's entertaining enough that you just roll with it. Yeah. Specifically, the, the safe, oh, heist, yeah. the safe, dragging scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. There's surprisingly few stunts in this movie. Ready for this? At the beginning of the movie, the prison bus flips over Brian's car. Yep. I don't know how it doesn't crush his car. But, don't worry, but don't. Yeah. No question. Then they have the train heist. Yep. Which is pretty cool. It is. Uh, then they have the scene where they drive the car into the river at the end of that heist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have the rooftop chase. Yeah. With, you know, Hobbs and his guys. And then there's the militia shooting yeah. them as well. Uh, there are drift attempts in the kind of makeshift course that they've made for the heist. Yeah. Uh, and the shootout on the road when when they arrest the family. Yeah. Then they get attacked. Uh, and then there's the, the safe. Yeah, it's safe fun. This movie kind of reminded me of Italian Drop a bit. <laughs> like when they were getting ready for the, the heist. Are you ready for the characters? I sure am. Because this is when it gets fun. So we got Brian, Dom, and Mia. Yeah. Letty's still dead. At this yeah. point in time. We got Roman and Tedge. Yeah. Giselle and Han. Yeah. Then uh, the new names for our characters are Leo and Santos. That's yeah. names that they'll stick with for the rest of the series. Uh, Vince makes a return. Uh, he is shot and he's covered by a blanket. It's implied that he's dead. But in my head can, it's pretty funny. I think, uh, I like to think that he's not dead at all. Because he gets shot like in the side. Which yeah. kills no one in any movie ever. No. I love to think that Dom was like, oh, we need someone to avenge. You're dead. He's like, no, dude, I'm, I, I'm doing all right. And he's like, shh, you're dead. And covers him with a blanket. <laughs> uh, we get the introduction of Hobbs. Luke Hobbs. Luke Hobbs. Man after your own name. Yeah. Uh, we had the introduction to Elena, who is in more of these movies than I remembered. Yep. Wow. Uh, and then I had originally written down their individual names, but I couldn't tell them apart, and I couldn't keep track of who was who, so I have Hobbs Boys, his team, uh, and they all are seemingly killed by the cartel. Then we have our main villain, Reyes, who is shot in by Hobbs. He's probably dead. <laughs> yeah. Mostly because I don't think that the studio would allow... Uh, you know, a very cool Dwayne Johnson kill to be not a kill. Yeah. Uh, and then his head goon is Zizi, whom Brian shoots. And in the mid credit scene of this movie, uh, Monica, Eva Mendes from the second movie, returns oh, to yeah. give Hobbs the file that shows that Letty is alive. Yeah. My notes. First one, simply Perd Happily. Because Perd Happily is one of the news announcers... Oh. Pert per Happily from Parks and Recreation <laughs> is one of the news announcers uh, at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, how did no one die in that bus roll? No question. 
again, it's just it's the way of the furious. You know, you don't. I know. I know things. how Dom didn't die, but I don't know how no one died. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do, <laughs> but you're not supposed to question. Uh, the train heist as a whole rocks. It does. It's very fun. I it, it feels like a little creative too, like the way that they like hook onto the tires and like drag the cars yeah. sideways onto the truck. It's it's very neat. It is. And I like the way that like it ends and there's a double cross and everything. Works for me. Uh Hobbs has a great intro. Walking in in his full WWE glory. Oh yeah. <laughs> and just oh, the, his dialogue and his <laughs> One of my favorite lines is, uh, give me the damn veggies. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think they take his dialogue a bit too far. Specifically when he's talking to Shaw, Deckard Shaw in the later movies. He's like, I will beat you like a Cherokee drum. And I'm like, yeah. I think you're overdoing it now. <laughs> but in this movie, nails it. This is going to be a long episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, I think that the pregnancy announcement in this movie is very well placed. Yeah. They kind of tease it a little bit earlier in the movie. And then Dom's like, we got to split up because they're all after us. And she's like, nah, you're not going anywhere. I'm pregnant. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Works for me. Yeah. I think that's good timing. Uh, especially given that I think the pregnancy announcement of her second child is less good it's not necessarily bad but i think it's less good yeah uh i think the motive of this being the one last job you know one job we get all this money and we're done i think it works for this movie yeah and i think it's pretty believable as well uh oh yes you gotta love a villain who kills their henchmen always (laughs) such a stupid trope again love the movie but it's not without its smaller issues. Uh, the toilet explosion. Classic. <laughs> that that poor dude that was sitting oh. on the toilet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that it was really cool that they go to win a fast car. And they're like, alright, let's do a drag race. And it cuts to them having already won the race without showing it. Yeah. That's like an interesting move of restraint. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Uh, I think that it's really something they do really well is show how difficult it is going to be for them to drift into the police station and not get caught by the cameras. Yeah, that was fun because you see them doing it again and again and again throughout them. It's not even just one sequence where they're trying; they keep trying throughout the yeah. movie. Like, oh, I can't do it. Can't. It's not working. That's really cool. Yeah. Um. The whole setup with the heist is really cool. Yeah. So here I have buying a safe and making a re- replica of the roads makes for an interesting setup. Yeah. Kind of having in that abandoned building a setup of like everything that they're going to have to do. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I like that they have a setup instead of planning on winging it. Yeah. Which I mean they end up doing anyway. But in the later movies it's just kind of. Yeah. That's what I was we're just not going to have a plan. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it's not very exciting anymore. Yeah. Uh, okay, I wrote this down. Don's obsession with his necklace doesn't make any sense. But after I'd written that note down, 
then Alina says that uh, the love of his life probably gave it to him, and he says yes. Yeah. I still think it's a little weird, but, you know, explain it as, you know, Letty gave him the necklace. Okay, I can get behind it. <clears throat> Especially since that kind of helps the relationship between him and Elena as well. Yeah. I think it's okay. But we'll get back to that necklace in a bit. <laughs> uh, I think that the cop car race, where they steal four cars and just race for, for two sets of lights. Yeah. Great addition. Yeah. It's a good bit of fun. You know, we'd see them just having a good time. And I like that it ends with a... With Dom, like, letting off the gas so Brian can win. And I think that Brian finding out that he didn't actually win is really good. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of like, wait, what? No. But Dom won't say that he did or not. It's like, ah. Oh, I love that. It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and this movie really sets off that fa- family trope. Yeah. And it's pretty tame, this movie. You know, the the biggest is because, you know, the people that matter most are the people here in this room, you know, we're a family. Yeah. They take that and just roll with it 1,000% yeah. after this. Uh, oh, my days. Are you familiar with, like, the, the generic suspense sound effect? Where yeah. Kind of the duh? Yeah. All right, so at this point in the movie... I have it. They've used the suspense sound effects like six times in the past two movies. The movie wasn't done yet. Uh, because, boy oh boy, I'm going to talk about it again. It's crazy. Uh, planning for a heist and having the plan fail is a pretty cool move. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know what? Everything about the drag safe. Safe drag. <laughs> Safe drag is yeah. uh, is incredible. Yeah, I actually I was gonna take like more notes about like specific moments, but I just I was just watching it. Yeah, just having a good time. It is really fun, that's, and that's the whole thing about this movie. This movie's fun. It's probably like the big, you know, over the top set piece that works the best. Because yeah. yeah, it's really absurd and totally unplausible, but it's really fun. Yeah. It just works so well. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is super sweaty in this movie. Like, anytime you see him, he's got like beads on his head. Yeah. It's bonkers. Uh, I like the Ocean's Eleven reveal where they swapped out the safe and the garbage yeah. truck. I think having that had happened and then kind of showing where it does happen in like a bit of a flashback works for me yeah it's pretty sweet uh and then the song at the end when they open the safe just a great song it's a good moment too i can actually look up what it's called am i gonna edit this out probably not but maybe yeah i have it right here it is called danza oh you know what danza kaduro and it's by don omar don omar who plays santos i think oh I hadn't put that together until just this moment, but neat. <laughs> I love that. that song. It's great. It is. Alright. This is where the titles start getting weird. Because Oh, sorry, I should what do you have to say about Fast Five? <laughs> <laughs> uh I don't I don't know, you've pretty much said everything. 
that I had. I just talked about the safe. Yeah. Like the reveal at the end. That's a good scene. It's great. And they're all kind of sitting around it. Some of them are happy and the other ones are just frozen. <laughs> uh, I love when they bring them all together. Like all the people. Yeah. Um, and Tyrese Gibson is awesome in this movie. I think oh, he's, yeah. he's so funny. And he's just having a blast with it. Which is... Uh, he's more enjoyable in this movie than other movies. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's very loud, but it works definitely yeah. in this movie better than in other ones. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's even alright that his character is way different than it was in 2. Yeah. I'm good with it. A lot of things are different than <laughs> yeah. they were before. Next one? Yeah. Alright. I've always known this movie to be called Fast and Furious 6. Which I think is stupid. But the version of the movie that I watched had the title as Furious 6. And apparently at some point that's what it was called. But I've always known it as Fast and Furious 6. I think it's the laziest title in the franchise. It is Fast and Furious 6. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, some copies have it as Furious 6. Oh. Weird. It's a shorthand. Yeah. But Fast and Furious 6, come on. Like, even if you had rolled with Furious 6, which they did for the next one, yeah, Furious 7, but roll with Furious 6 and then make 7 a different one, it's at least somewhat more great. And then it would have been Fast 5 and Furious 6, and that could have been cool. Yeah. But Fast and Furious 6, that's so lazy. What are you doing? Yeah. It bothers me. But still not the worst title in the franchise. It is not. Just the laziest. Alright. Here we go. Stunts. Yes. We got a nice street race to open. Mm-hmm. That we're, uh, we're introduced to the ramp car that Owen Shaw drives. Right. That's a cool car. It is a pretty cool car. Uh, the team crash is big. They, so they get attacked by like cyber chips that like lock up their vehicles. Yeah. Those guys flip big time. <laughs> like, that's when it gets a little shocking that they don't get hurt in these movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, the subway fist fights. The Gina Carano-Michelle Rodriguez fight is alright. But the fight that I love is when Roman and Han have to go fight the guy who's actually a martial artist. And they just get beat up. <laughs> so bad. At one point, like, Roman, like cranks up for a huge punch and he winds up punching Han in the face instead <laughs> great fight yeah uh there's a prison fist fight Brian has to fight a couple guys uh Dom and Letty race through the streets there's the convoy heist uh which uh results in Roman jumping onto the top of Brian's car uh the tank flips and Dom launches himself to catch Letty, and then they land on top of another car. Yeah. That's a little... That's where that <laughs> logic is starting to go a little bit farther. Oh, the whole tank thing, though. Oh. The tank is fun. <laughs> uh, I have plane sequence fist fights. 
because there's a few fights on there. Yep. Uh, there's the runway car fights, the cable gun wing takedowns, and then Dom drives out the nose of an exploding plane. Talking about the plane. I saw... No, I'll, <clears throat> I'll talk about it later. Characters. Dom and Brian. Mia. Elena. I have these in a terrible order. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Uh, Hobbs returns. Riley. That's Gina Carano's character. Right. Kind of Hobbs' partner. Uh, she takes a spear gun to the gut and falls on a runway. Then we have Rowan and Tedge. Han and Giselle. Now Giselle jumps off a car and falls onto the runway. I have a note later. Uh, we have Owen Shaw, who, you're not going to believe it, he actually uh, falls onto the runway. <laughs> uh, then we have Shaw's crew. Uh, a bunch of them die in various ways. A, yeah. a lot of them are on the plane when it explodes. Uh, and then we have Rol- Rolf's. He's a an agency guy, I believe. I don't know. Do you remember who that is? Uh, Stasiak makes a return because Brian has to go in prison and talk to the surprise cameo, Braga. I enjoyed that. <clears throat> All right. You're going to love my first note. Uh-oh. This theme of Dom choosing to go it alone is annoying, and quite frankly, it's BS. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I also have... That I feel like the team got called in too early, and they should have, they should have been called in after they bugged the guy that Hobbs caught, and then that operation went south. Yeah, because it felt like, oh, we have a minor inconvenience. Hobbs, bring in the best guys you can before we try anything. And I was like, well, I'm not really buying that they had to come in. But if they had gone after Shaw, then he busted out. You know, the guns with the electric chips and the ramp cars. And they were like, clearly we're out of our league here. We need to bring in these guys. Yeah. That would have made more sense to me. But but here's the problem. Is you're saying this doesn't make sense <laughs> in a Fast and Furious movie. And making that complaint just, it it doesn't mean anything. Because nothing makes sense. <laughs> but it makes sense. It, make, it doesn't make sense too much. Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Dom getting shot in the shoulder seems more like emotional damage than physical. That's when Letty shoots him. Oh, yeah. He's like, how dare you shoot me? More than, ouch, I got shot in the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, Dom. I enjoyed that uh, back at, like, uh, Shaw's headquarters, Letty threatens the big muscle guy. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Um, oh yes, when they're when they're at the family's headquarters, they're throwing acronyms and car talk back and forth, and I I, I say it sounds super fake, but but it, it's pretty cool at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> if we take the one two three and add it to the ABC, then we add to the to the crash manifold and add it to the roll cage. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they're like, oh yeah, that works perfectly. And I'm like, I don't even know if what you're talking about <laughs> is real. Are those things? What are those acronyms? <laughs> probably are are real. I would. They probably are. Yeah. I don't know. It does sound cool. Though. I really, really hate when Roman points out that the Shaw's crew is basically the evil versions of each of their characters. Yeah. 
I'm like, oh, stop doing this. I hate when there's like another group of people and they're like, oh, we're, we're, we're just the same but opposites. I think it's dumb. Yep. <sighs> yeah. I, I just groaned like my next note was bad, <laughs> but it's a good one. I really like Roman and Han as a duo. Yes. Yeah. I think that everything that they did together was enjoyable to watch. Uh, in the future movies I have here, in light of that, I wouldn't mind a situation like uh, Star Trek Beyond, where you pair up the family yeah. in partnerships that like haven't happened yet, or like people haven't really thought of. Like having Roman not be with Tej and Ramsey, or, yeah. you know what, split up Tej and Ramsey. They have so much screen time together. Yeah. Split the two of them up in future movies. I think that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, the British guy who's running that car auction is just a loser. Oh, yeah. And it feels really good to watch him walk out of the place in just his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you deserve that. Yeah. That that scene's fun. Uh, during the Riley and Letty fight, uh, the way they fall down the stairs is pretty good. Yeah. Like, they launch themselves down the <laughs> stairs. I was like, that must have really hurt. Wires. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Han and Roman fighting that dude is good too. Oh, yeah. Shaw's exposition talk to Letty. About, like, I found you and you had no memories. And I realized that you were perfect for my my crew. It's both dumb and it's creepy. <laughs> He's like, it's oddly sexual. And also it's like, yeah, we, we put it together. Yeah. You didn't... And this happens a lot. Where the, the expositional dialogue is really bad. <laughs> it is. And it's always in places where it's like, would you really say that at this moment? Why are you explaining this? What's the best is when they explain it to people who already know the plan. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I know. I don't know if it's in this movie or later ones, but they're like, all right, let's run over the plan again. And I'm like, why? You already know what the plan is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Brog's involvement in the movie is good, and I think it's a pretty nice tieback to the previous movies. Mm-hmm. Letty's non-death excuse works. I think it's good. Yep. That she wasn't shot herself, that the car was shot and there's an explosion that knocked her back. The amnesia's a little silly. But, but her excuse for not me. being dead, yeah. I think, is fine. Uh, oh, yes. I loved the what I have called interrogation by handshake. Where Dwayne Johnson squeezes the hand of the security camera guy so hard that he decides to give up on Shaw's loyalty and open up all the security <laughs> cameras. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> I love Dwayne Johnson in these movies. I'll be uh, honest. I also like that Brian beat up Stasiak again in the same way and broke his nose again. Yeah. I don't think I have a note for it, but he shows up again in F9 and he's got like a scar on his nose because <laughs> it's been broken twice. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Hobbs and Riley should have better chemistry and interactions. Yeah. Especially given that Gina Carano was also a fighter who became an actress. Like, you two are the same, but they barely talk to each other. Yeah. We're not so different. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, as, as actors, they're very similar in, like, their background. 
but they barely talk to each other. It's more she just kind of stands in the background to look somewhat menacing. Yeah. I think that was a waste. Yeah. Uh, Dom's only scar on his body is from skinny dipping in the fourth movie. Which we don't see, which I'm not upset about. <laughs> to clarify. <laughs> but it all the car crashes he's been in, he got cut on some coral. And that's how he has a scar. It's also weird that him and Letty have a scar in the exact same place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, uh, I think Luke Evans is a pretty solid villain. Also, if you Evans haven't noticed, great, so. my notes for these movies are getting longer. Because I have more to say. Uh, the family trope has jumped, and now everyone knows about it. It started in the last movie, and Luke Evans is like, this family that you have, it could be torn apart so easily. And I'm like, how does everyone know already? <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> uh, Shaw asks Letty how she's going to react when he tells her to kill Dom. But he could just kill Dom himself and not have to worry about Letty not doing it. Yeah. It, it's dumb. It's very roundabout. <laughs> yep. Uh, Ted doesn't have a ton to do in this movie. He basically just sits behind a desk. Yeah. <laughs> the tank is cool. The tank is very cool. Tank is. Tank and is you know fun. what? I think it was a, a nice way of like elevating, because you have to go bigger and better in these movies. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. I think the tank is a good way of stepping it up. Yeah. The uh, the I do not love the improvised line where Brian says, "No, we don't need a plan. We'll just do what we always do. We'll improvise." I'm like, Ugh. "Don't like it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, after they capture Shaw, and and Shaw's like uh, explaining what's going to happen and what he's going to do, he says, "Look at Dom's face." Uh, as if it's not the same face that Dom's had in the whole series. <laughs> yeah. He does not have much uh, expression no. <laughs> in his face. It's like, look at his face. He's just a straight face like he is most of the time. thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I thought the Riley twist was pretty good. When, uh, when Shaw says, come on, babe. And it's looking at Letty. And then Riley walks in from out of frame and says, all right, let's go. Yeah. Pretty well done. I was all right with that. It would have been more exciting if she was actually a character yeah. <laughs> and had more than six lines, but, oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, you're going to love this one. There are at least three leaping takedowns on the plane. On the, the best plane. of which is when is when Dominic jumps up into the air and turns into a torpedo and headbutts <laughs> the muscle guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's a note. Yeah, bro. Giselle ain't dead. <laughs> no. No chance. Uh, it's dumb that they end at the end of the runway. They crash and like, wow, if you had done this eight seconds later, you'd be off the runway. Yeah. Just have it keep going. It does, like It's already the longest runway in the world. Oh, the I think runway someone, is so good. I think someone did the math and it's anywhere between 28 and 40 miles long. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part about the runway is that, yeah, it's going on for so long. I don't know how long. It's maybe like 10 minutes of them driving on the runway, just at full speed, straight ahead. The pilots aren't pulling up. 
They're not. They're not doing anything. They've reached their speed, right? They're ready to go, but they're they're just staying on the ground. And then the engine blows up, and the guy goes, "What do we do? Pull up? What? No, just stop the plane. <laughs> Don't take off now." Oh. oh boy. And yet, it does get more ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> than a forty-mile runway. Uh, Han talks about going to Tokyo, and he says it's something that I got to do. Uh, yeah, it's something you gotta do because there's a movie that's already been filmed that requires that you go to Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in the prayer at the end, they say, "Let us remember those we've lost, except no one dies." <laughs> Giselle. Giselle is dead, yeah. but well, I would not be shocked if she came back in X. I don't think she's come back in X, but the eleventh. She's one definitely coming back, though. So. Yeah, especially now that she's done with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and. <laughs> wow. And uh, as we transition into Fury 7, this Fury 7 opens with Deckard Shaw, the brother of Owen Shaw, visiting Owen in the hospital, and he's not dead. No. Now, Owen was flown through a windshield out the back of the plane, which was going faster than it was when Giselle jumped. Yeah. And he's got, like, a burn mark on his chest. And he's in, like, a coma. But he's very much alive. And I think probably my first note is, if if Shaw is alive, then Giselle is definitely alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Giselle is still still kicking. In fact, it, quite frankly, it's shocking that they haven't brought her back yet. Yeah. Because she was doing Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> um, we also never talked about the fact that... <clears throat> Vin Diesel uh, drives straight through a plane. Yep. Uh, I, I'm i pretty sure planes aren't built like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the power of American those. muscle, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do like, though, that after he crashes through, his car just flips <laughs> like 17 times. <laughs> yeah, but he's fine. Of course. Yeah. Plot armor is thick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Furious 7. Now this one, there's a longer list of stunts. There's a lot of stunts in this movie. I do have some creative names for some of them too, because I was starting to roll with the stupidity of these movies. Alright, starting off pretty early, we get a fist fight between Hobbs and Shaw. Sweet. Uh, The bomb blows up the house, the Toretto house. Yeah. Uh, Then we have what I call car jousting. Oh yeah. Where Dom and Shaw just drive right into each other head on. Full speed. And no one's hurt. Uh, parachute cars, which I love. That's awesome. Uh, on the um, During that heist, they make a car battering ram where they all just bump up to each other and, yeah. and drive through like six cars. Uh, there's a bus fist fight. A downhill forest car fight. Uh, then what I've called the bus run, which bus is run. Yeah. Brian running on top of the falling bus. Uh, the downhill tumble, where yep. Dom just yeets himself off a cliff with Ramsey in the car. Yeah. And they're fine. Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, then we have the Cara v. Letty fight. That Cara is Ronda Rousey. Right. Famed UFC fighter. Who has less to do in this movie than Riley did in the previous movie. There you go. Um, there's the car jump between three buildings. Yeah. 
Uh, then I have the Shaw Bust Showdown, where they go to Bust Shaw. Yep. And then there's a showdown. Uh, there's a classic drive underneath the semi-trailer. Mm-hmm. thought that was a pretty cool throwback. Uh, there is, this is the end of the movie now for the rest of this. The drift handoff where the two cars drift and spin and Ramsey jumps from one into the other. Yeah. And that was actually pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I was on board with that one. Uh, the drone attacks. Then we have car jousting again, except this time Dom popped his front wheels up. Yep. Uh, then we have the Dwayne Johnson bit, which is... The best in the movie. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson flexes so hard that his cast falls off. Then he steals an ambulance, drives it off an overpass onto a drone that's moving very fast. Then he, as the movie says, double taps the drone's camera. Then he grabs the minigun and shoots down a helicopter. Glorious. Perfect. <laughs> Glorious. Uh, there's a sword fight with wrenches and metal scraps. That's uh, Dom versus Shaw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, there's a cart slide. Brian, like, slides across a hallway on a cart to shoot at the bad guys. Uh... Oh, yes. I have... What I've called John Wick 4 on a door with Tony Jaw, where they fall down a, a ton of stairs, but they're oh, yeah. but they're sliding on a door instead of falling down each and every one like John Wick did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I have what I call the Vin Hulk smash, where Dom stomps on the ground and the concrete underneath Shaw falls into the parking structure. Oh boy! <laughs> and then. The garage crumbles, and there's a big car jump by Dom. And he drops the bombs on the helicopter. <coughs> Characters. Yeah. There's a few. Dom, Brian, Mia. Roman, Tedge, and Letty. Ramsey. I think I... Oh, yeah. Sean from... Tokyo Drift. Oh yeah, that's right. And sure. Twinkie and Neela are in the background, but it's also the same footage from the end of three, so those two you can take how you will. Uh Han, we see him blow up a third time. Because they're really proud of that shot. Yeah. We're introduced to Mr. Nobody. I got notes on him. Uh we have Shepard, who's like his number two, who does not do a lot. <laughs> nope. Uh then there's Safar, who is um uh Ramsey's friend in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Uh we have Hobbs and Elena back again. Oh yeah. Forgot she was in this movie. Then we have Deckard Shaw, uh, who was crushed by a parking structure but lives unharmed. Of course. <laughs> because he goes to prison at the end without a scratch on his body. And I have words about that later. <laughs> uh then we have Kiet. That's uh, Tony Jaws' character. Yeah. The martial arts guy. Uh, he fell down an elevator shaft. Probably still alive. Uh, Jikande is uh, Jimon Honsu. Yeah. His character. Uh, and he was in a helicopter crash. He's still alive. Probably could still be alive. Uh, and there's Kara, who's Ronda Rousey. She's the girl that fights in Abu Dhabi. And at the beginning of the movie, we are revisited... From a character from the first movie, Hector, 
Uh, during Race Wars. He's oh. the one that Letty punches in the face when she starts to well, lose her mind a little bit. Interesting. Yep. Uh, my notes. If Owen lived, how could Giselle not? Exactly. Uh, opening sequence with the hospital destruction is a good setup for Rishaw's character. Uh, it's also awesome that Dom showed up to Letty's tombstone ready to smash it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't oh. have any words. <laughs> so what are you doing, man? Uh, here we go. We have a little bit of a round show here. That first fight between Hobbs and Shaw is ruined by the fight contract. Yeah. Sidebar. <laughs> there exists a contract, in case you didn't know, listener. That is such... So what happened is that because there's a bunch of I don't know, call them alpha males in these movies. Vin Diesel, Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, now John Cena. People who have big reputations being action stars. If any of them lose a fight, there's a concern that their public reputation will be ruined by that. So in these movies, there's not allowed to be a definitive winner in any yeah. fight between these two characters. And if you, especially when you know that this exists... It's very clear that every fight ends in like a standstill or like something interrupts it. Yeah. It's really weird and not very good. No. And the contract is is very much like a punch for punch situation. And in this fight, it's very obvious where one of them will get knocked through a glass wall. And within 30 seconds, the other one's getting knocked through a glass wall. Yeah. And stuff like that happens. The whole fight. Yeah. And I think it ruins a lot of the fight. This one in particular, but I think it ruins a lot of the fights in these movies. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you know about it. Yeah. But moving on. <laughs> Brian, Brian uh, uh, they're talking about Brian and being in the modern life. Uh, here's what I have to say. Minivans aren't that bad, and Mia shouldn't feel bad for having another kid. Brian obviously loves the first one and would be thrilled to have a second one. Yeah. Don't know why she's upset. Uh, there's a, a speech about doing one last job. And, oh, Brian talks about doing just this one last job to Mia. And it was very clearly added in post Paul Walker's death. Because you never see his mouth saying those words. It's the back of his head and, and Mia's face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh. Who was he talking to? Uh, Shaw says, I think it's to, um, Dom. He says, You and me are from different worlds. And I went, No, you're from different countries. <laughs> uh, how did Shaw just evade 30 advanced soldiers? That's after the car jousting bit. Because he just kind of runs away. Those advanced soldiers kind of suck. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Nobody says that he can get to Shaw, but he also just let him go. <laughs> All right. This is, I'm proud of this one. Uh, God's Eye is just a tech that makes ads specific for you on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Kurt Russell and Jason Statham fit really well in this movie and this universe. Uh, better than I think I probably would have expected. 
uh, I really enjoy the bit where Ro- Roman complains about not being in charge, and then they make him in charge of the heist. Yeah. I think that was good. Uh, again, they focus on the necklace too much, and it's really weird. Uh, I love how Roman makes the plan, and then he chickens out yeah. <laughs> with the parachutes. Uh, also, Corona is not that delicious. There are way better beers out there. <laughs> Sponsorship. Yeah, I know. Where's my, I lost my place. Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, yeah, there's another one. There's a weird thing in these movies where when a car is in the air for a long time, no one reacts, and they just have, like, a straight face. Not even just in the air. Like, but mostly in the air, but, like, in a lot of scenes... Where you can see the the people in the car, in those intense situations, they're just sitting there looking out yeah. the window. Yeah. Like reaction, please. No. Okay. Uh, here we go. I hate the let's go over the plan thing. Uh, that was when in Abu Dhabi when they're going into the tower. Uh, Ted's knowing how to fight, because he attacks that guy in, in the computer room, is dumb, but I don't hate it yet. I think it's. Okay. Yeah. Here we go again. Dom going alone is still stupid. <laughs> also, he says that he can't bring his team because they're not killers, but they're absolutely killers because they've killed so many people. Yeah. Just think of the plane that they took down the left. There were people <laughs> on that plane. Yeah. It wasn't like in Tenet when they made sure no one was on it. Okay. Yeah. They did not care. They just killed them. Uh, here we go. I have this... Note a few times in different movies. Uh, the suspense sound effect reigns supreme. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I genuinely love the mystery of the character of Mr. Nobody. Because I feel in my in my head, I feel like he could almost be like an android. Like part robot. Oh, yeah. And it would work. Like they don't really explain anything about him except that he's a government agency. Probably. And he shows up when the story needs him to. Yeah. And he's kind of fun. I like it. He is. Uh, when they're going back to Los Angeles, they're like, we need to be within a two-mile radius to hack the, the God's Eye. And Tedge goes, oh, that's way too small. No. Two miles is... That's a radius. <laughs> that's huge. <laughs> that's tons of space. Uh, the second pregnancy drop is less good. She says it on the phone so that he doesn't die during this job. Yeah. Oh. And she already told Dom earlier in the movie, so we already knew. Yeah. Like, definitively. Like, uh, the hint before she tells him in five is a little more subtle. Yeah. That's true. Uh. Yeah. Uh, Shaw wants to hurt Dom by wrecking his family, but he also only goes after Dom. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. Yep. <laughs> wow. I don't. He barely has any interaction with any of the other characters. Uh, the drift handoff works really well. Uh, cops yeah. are more of an inconvenience in this movie. Yeah. Oh, this one I like. Uh, Letty mostly exists to remind us that his name is Dom. Yep. Half her lines in this movie are just her screaming, Dom! <laughs> it's like Shia LaBeouf in Transformers. Yeah. Just to let you know, it's, it's Optimus. <laughs> Oh. Also, Dom's sweatshirt, that white one that's like really textured, yeah. is just disgusting. I would never wear it. 
It's the worst piece of clothing that anyone wears in these movies. Yeah. Uh, it's also very stupid that they stop performing CBR on Dom and uh, bring him back to life with Disney bullcrap. <laughs> it's like, I remember that we were married. <gasps> Come on. <laughs> did they Did they say that his heart had stopped? No, but no one ever checks in movies. No. Maybe he was just unconscious and that's just he just regained consciousness at a convenient time. Yeah. Coincidence. Uh, here's the BS about this. Is they reveal that at the very beginning of 4, Dom and Letty got married. Which means that the morning after she got married, Letty was left by her husband. Because he just buggers off that night. Wow. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Uh, the final beach scene feels odd, where they're watching Brian play with his kid and, and Mia. It feels weird, but I, I rest okay with it, knowing that it was like a moment for the cast to kind of like have a moment to work through Paul Walker's death, which leads me to my next note. Imagine watching this movie not knowing that Paul Walker died. Yeah. And then having that send-off. Which, in my final note for this movie, is that the Paul send-off is really good. It is very good. The song works, like, well enough. You know, it's emotional. When I saw this for the first time, keep in mind, I'd watched the first six movies in less than a week before watching Seven, and then Seven was the first one I saw in theaters. Yeah. I was sobbing. Yeah. It's emotional, man. It's a good scene. It's a great scene. The only thing is that he has the most noticeable, oh, Paul Walker wasn't really there, oh, wow. when he pulls the car up beside him and looks over and smiles. That's when I was like, oh, ooh. Yeah. But it, I, I like that they kind of, Brian, or, yeah, Brian takes the exit in the car and we see him going a different direction from the helicopter shot. Yeah. It's nice. It is. And then for Paul, oh. Yeah. Touching. Uh, absolute... Should have ended it there. Absolute garbage that they're definitely going to bring him back in one of the last three movies. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Alright. Let's see if we can do the last two movies in less than 30 minutes and keep this episode <laughs> under two hours. Okay. I just want to say something about Fury 7. Go for it. Um, I love Fury 7. It's awesome. Uh, this is the limit for me. Oh, yeah. How... Like ridiculous, these movies can get. It's pushing it, but it never. It doesn't go past in any way where I go, "Oh my goodness!" Like it's it's very fun, and I have fun. Like they launch cars out of helicopter out, out of a out of a plane. Yeah. Right with parachutes, and then perfectly landed on the road. <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah. But it's still fun. Yeah. Yeah. The the jumping between the buildings is probably the most absurd thing. Yeah. But it's still fun. Yeah. Like, I still watch it and go, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I uh, I kind of sort these movies into three different phases, almost. Yeah. You have one through three, where they're a little more grounded, and also they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with it. Yeah. Then you have four through seven, where it's they kind of step up the, the bigness and the boldness with each one. Yeah. But Paul Walker was still there. Yeah. And I think that... Uh, his involvement in his movies is perhaps underplayed because I think that he was one saying, well, let's not go too crazy here. Yeah. Um, and then we have 8 and 9 and what appears is 10 
where they went, we're going bigger and bolder, baby, and no one's saying no. <laughs> and I went, oh boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> now here we go. Fate of the Furious. Great title. This is my second of the best titles that they have. Yeah. F8, Fate. Yeah. The Fate of the... That's excellent. <laughs> Perfect. Now, here's my complaint. Fast X, stupid title. You know why? Because it should have been... Fast 10, your seatbelts. It's right there. Yeah. And genuinely, I think that if if it wasn't so big on the internet, they probably would have done it. Because these movies are silly enough to have a title like that. Yeah. I think. But I think it got to the point where too many people on the internet were saying that they should name the movie this, Fast 10, your seatbelts. And they went, oh, I can't have the internet name our movie, though. But also, yes, you can. Because that's the better title for this movie. Yeah. But, Fate of the Furious. The stunts. Uh, in Cuba, there's a burning car, and he launches it into the ocean. Uh, then we have just a, a lot of explosions in the background. There's a wrecking ball that takes out some cars. Uh, Hobbs rolls over a fence. His car rolls over a fence after getting hit by Dom. Then Hobbs has the prison breakout fight, where he almost fights Shaw. Uh, then when Cypher and Dom break into Mr. Nobody's place, they use these shock grenades. Mm -hmm. They get the zombie car sequence, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, there's a minigun on top of a Russian car. Dom has a super suit and a, a big saw. <laughs> the grapple gun showdown, which I think is a pretty cool moment. Uh, the helicopter attack. Do I remember what that is? I don't. Helicopter attack? There's a helicopter attack at one point in this movie. And it's probably in Russia. Probably. I think all these are in Russia. Oh, yes. they just It just shoots at them. Uh, uh, a steel beam cuts a Russian car in half because it falls. Yeah. Uh, there's general fist fights. A man is shredded by a submarine motor. Uh, then they drive on the ice, and there's gunfights on the ice. Then the Shaw brothers take over the plane, which is probably the coolest part of this movie. Yeah. Uh, then the sub comes out of the water. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and then there's the missile trick. Yeah. Where Dom does the drift thing. Over top. The missile hits the sub. Yeah. Catches airtime and switches over to the sub and to the other side, and then somehow moves past it. Yeah. So now it's... Above him, so that it hits the yeah. sub instead of him, and it's it all makes sense. And that's the way you should be thinking about these movies: is that everything makes sense. <laughs> the characters: Dom, Letty, Roman, Tedge, Ramsey, Hobbs, Deckard, Luke, and Magdalene Shaw. All right, their moms. Yeah, Leo and Santos make a quick appearance. Uh, Elena shows up in this movie, and she is shot off screen. Now, of all the. Uh, Ooh, maybe they're alive. Huh. She's probably dead. I think so. The reason it's off screen is because uh, she was shot in the head. And you can't. It's not rated R. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have Fernando, who is Dom's cousin in Cuba. And we have Raldo, the guy that he erases at the beginning. Uh, then we have Cypher. Rhodes is her 
her head goon. Uh, kind of a, a mention to Jaconde. That's a Jimon Hansu's character from Seven. Right. He right. appears on the screen. And then we have Mr. Nobody and Little Nobody. Now, this is the movie. I don't have a note for this. But this is the only movie in the franchise where you and I both have a character that has our names. Correct. Now, this is bullcrap because you get Luke Hobbs, Dwayne Johnson, and I get Connor Rhodes, the head goon, who's just a piece of garbage. <laughs> and a yeah. little little sidebar, uh, when your name is Connor, it's miserable because no one in movies is named after you, and if they are, they're an idiot, or bad, or both. Well, this is an O for Connor. Yeah, but he spells it with an E. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. Stupid. <laughs> it's a hard life I'm living. Meanwhile, you get Luke Hobbs and Luke Skywalker. Yeah. <sighs> Notes. In Cuba, it turns out that the fastest car and the slowest car go exactly the same speed. Yep. <laughs> that was dumb. It's, like, it's about who's behind the wheel, and they drive exactly the same. Uh, Dom and Letty have been together for over 20 years and have never once talked about having kids. How does that happen? Most couples start talking about kids before they even get engaged. It's a pretty big question to ask. Anyway. Cypher's hair sucks in this movie. You can feel free to disagree, but I think that those dreads are awful. Yeah. I don't like them. Oh, and she tells Dom his coffee order. She says, oh, you get it black, no sugar. That's just black. <laughs> the, the black implies that there's no sugar or cream of any sort. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. The dialogue during the Wrecking Ball heist is not good. Uh, Hobbs attacking Little Nobody for mentioning his daughter when he's going into prison is good. He, like, picks him up and holds him sideways against the wall. I'm like, that's... I like that Hobbs is passionate about his daughter like that. Uh, Deckard Shaw's personality has changed massively between movies. He's a completely different person. Why? Because they needed to do a spin-off, which I have a note for later. Uh, Dom's on the plane and Cypher shows him eight guns, and he says, oh, you got enough weaponry here to outfit a small army. Um... Eight ARs cannot outfit a small army. <laughs> Unless the armies consist of eight people. Uh, Hobbs and Claw just... Hobbs and Claw. Hobbs and Shaw just had to clarify that no one won the fight in the previous movie. Yeah. Uh, the Roman is the number 11 most wanted joke is funny, especially because Ramsey is number 10. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Ted and Roman's sex jokes are more creepy than they are funny. And there's yes. a lot of them. Oh boy, is there. A lot. Uh, <laughs> Roman mocking little nobody is really funny. He walks up and like speaks into the collar of his jacket mm-hmm. in a silly voice. I had a good time on that one. Uh, the computer backpack is pretty cool. I really enjoy that. Uh, also, Tedge believes that Ramsey is hanging out with Shaw because he believes that British ladies are attracted to British accents. 
just going to leave that there. <laughs> no further explanation needed. Uh, the baby reveal is good. That Dom has a baby. But the age doesn't work in my head. Because... What's the timeline? So, if I have to remember this... So, they would have had the... The baby would have been conceived before six. Or at the very beginning of six. We see them in bed together. In six, Mia and Brian have a very small child. Who is old enough to go to school by seven. Which would put... You'd say there's like a year difference between Jack... Uh, Brian's kid and then Dom's kid who I'll get about the name later but this baby is less than 18 months old yeah seemingly and so I think the baby's too young so either they weren't thinking about it at all which is definitely what happened yep. or Dom cheated on Letty to go sleep with Elena again so that this baby could happen but Elena does also say that she found she was pregnant right when Dom found out that Letty was alive. But I still think that the baby's age doesn't work. Yeah. But that's just me. The Hobbs and Shaw setup is too much. They're like, hey, maybe we'll work together sometime. Ha 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 Stupid. Uh, why is everyone sad that Deckard died? Nobody wanted him to be working with them. And then Dom shoots him, and they're like, we never found the body. He's dead. And they're all like, oh, bummer. And I'm like, why are you sad? You hate him. Yeah. Uh, crazy how hard Cypher will piss Dom off. Like, you're really making him angry. And, oh, yeah. Uh, also, Cypher's plan is to stop political leaders from doing bad things. Why are we stopping her? That's really dumb. Uh, yeah, bad motive for a villain. Uh, little nobody figuring it out and saying, you guys can do whatever you want, is not satisfying. In fact, he's pretty bad in the whole movie. Yeah, he is. That's why they didn't bring him back for nine. And I have a, man, the action dialogue and exposition sucks. You are correct. It is, oh, the... But countered with the Shaw Brothers reveal and plane sequence is really good. The plane sequence is great, I will admit. The best uh, part of the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cypher loses a lot of points as a villain by immediately losing her cool the second she starts to lose. They're like, Dom's not listening to me, and she just starts losing it. And the whole her entire plan goes south after that. Yeah. If she had maintained any level of cool for five seconds, she probably would have won. Yeah. But she just screams through the rest of the movie. Oh, you're going to love this. Uh, after after Brian blows up the sub, after Dom blows up the sub, uh, the cars go around him and they oh, make a force goodness. shield uh, just like Grogu does in the Mandalorian season three finale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, that thing is stupid. Uh, and also... Naming the kid Brian is really dumb. Now, I know where they did it, because Paul Walker died. But Brian didn't. No. In the movies, he's still alive. Yeah. And the way that they react to, like, everyone meet, 
Brian, and everyone's like, oh, wow. And, like, the tap in the chest, like, oh, what, what an emotional moment. That would be like if I was like, hey, meet my son, Luke. He'd be like, it's a little weird, man. <laughs> I'm honored, but it's a little weird that you named your kid after me. Yeah. I'd feel a little strange if you named your kid Connor. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was a bad move. Yeah. And it's only because Paul Walker died yeah. that they did that. And if Brian had died in the movies, which I think would have been fine, you know, have him do a sacrifice or whatever, cool. uh, then then that moment would be hugely emotional. Yeah, and then they wouldn't bring him back yeah. with CGI for the next ones. Uh, but no, Brian's still alive. Yeah. Any other notes? Nope. F8 is, or whoops. The Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious is, I don't like it. It's not that good. It's got a couple of good moments. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It's better than F9, the it Fast Saga, which is the stupidest name. <laughs> F9, the Fast Saga. First of all, if you're going to include the Fast Saga, you put that first. It's not Mockingjay, the Hunger Games. No, it's the Hunger Games Mockingjay. Yeah. So stupid. What a terrible name for this movie. But you know what? It fits, because this movie's not very good. (laughs) Uh, Stunts. Race car flips and explodes with Dom's dad in it. Oh. Sorry. We we can talk about this. (laughs) Don't don't lose that thought, though. Uh, We have what I call Roman's gun tornado, where he just spins in a circle and kills 30 guys. Also, remember when Dom said that his team wasn't killers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which uh, wasn't even true in the first place. A Roman in his big vehicle drives through a car and smashes it. There's the landmines. The landmines lead to a really stupid sequence, which we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, Letty gets hit, hit off a bike and lands on Dom's hood. Uh, then there's the driving on No Bridge with Roman, Tedge, and Ramsey. Mm-hmm. For the drive on the bridge as it's falling. Yep. Dumb. Yeah. Uh, then there's the plane car pickup, which of everything in that sequence is probably the coolest. Where Jacob drives off the edge and the plane comes and picks him up with the magnet. Oh, yeah. I was good with that. Uh, then there's the Dominic's Tarzan jump with the bridge rope. Yeah. Oh, boy. That one's special. Uh, then we get to see the rocket car from the Tokyo Drift Boys. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm fine with that moment because they're just testing it out to see if it's faster than the plane. And I love that they celebrate even though that it was slower. And they're like, what are you doing? They're like, it didn't blow up! And then it blows up. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Uh, then we have Queenie's cop escape where yeah. she's driving with Dom in the car. I like the little moment where she goes like, uh, grab the handbrake for me, would you, darling? And he pumps the, the e-brake so that she can do a drift. That's a nice moment. Then we have Ramsey driving, which I will touch on later because I have a note about it. Uh, Jacob's zipline escape. Then I simply have magnets. magnets. Dom's solo sacrifice. Again, I yeah. have notes. Uh, this one just says space. Could be oh, outer boy. space. Uh, magnets in cars. Uh, they 
they blow up a guy with a grenade who's hanging on a parachute. Oh, I think I forgot about... There's a fist fight in Tokyo that sucks. Uh, the lethal telephone wires. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, and then there's the convoy truck that flips. It gets hit by a bomb, or Dom throws a bomb to flip it again. Then he drives it. Then he drifts it through getting hit by missiles to take out a plane. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, in space, they crash through a satellite. Yeah. Characters. Dom, Letty, Brian, not Paul Walker, the little child. Uh, Roman Tedge Ramsey. Mia, the return of Sean Twinkie and Earl, Han, L, Han's kind of daughter, Queenie returns, uh, Leo and Santos make appearances when they're young, and then Santos appears at the end at the barbecue, hmm. because Leo started a restaurant in New York apparently, but the food sucks, but hipsters will eat anything. That's how they wrote him out. Yeah. Uh, Stasiak makes a return, uh, which would be cool. Except that Stasiak had a relationship with Brian and not Dom. And Dom was the one that was talking with him, so it doesn't really work. Yeah. Uh, Jack is Dom's dad, who dies in a race car explosion. Uh, for the story, uh, he needs to be dead. Yeah. Uh, then we have Buddy, played by Michael Rooker, uh, who apparently is the closest friend of the Toretto's, and then didn't show up for eight movies for some reason. Uh, then we have Kenny, who's the guy that bumped into Jack's race car, uh, whom young Dom beats to death with a wrench. Right. And also has to be dead because he wouldn't have gone to prison for someone who wasn't dead. Mr. Nobody well, assault, makes... but... Yeah, true. Uh, Mr. Nobody makes an appearance. Uh, then there's Otto, who's like Jacob's number two guy. Oh, yeah. Who definitely dies in that exploding car because they don't need to bring him back. Nope. Uh, then we have Jacob, who joins the family, and Cypher. And again, I got a pretty good note for that. Do you have any notes about F9 before I start? You go for it. All right. Uh, at the beginning, we see all the Toretto's wearing the exact same necklace. And I went, I thought Letty gave him that necklace. Letty gave all the Toretto's that necklace. <laughs> As a four-year-old or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then they see Cypher on the files, and Roman goes, but Dom, Cypher is the one who killed the mother of your child. And I went, thanks, Roman, because we forgot about that. <laughs> Roman in this uh, movie is not good. Here's, here, you want to hear something? This is a positive uh, for a few movies. There's a bit of a musical motif uh, for Dom and and Letty, and it, it branches over to their kid as well. Kind of like a slow guitar tune that happens between four and nine, uh, uh, yeah. a little musical motif, and I, I like that it's it's kind of nice and it's cool that they actually kept that between all the movies. Yeah, because I don't think that any of the other soundtracks are actually similar, despite being done mostly by the same guy. I don't even know. Yeah, who did the soundtracks? Brian Tyler. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I hate this necklace stuff. They give it to the kid to keep him safe or whatever. I'm like, it's so stupid. It feels like they watched Star Wars like the last... Well, no, they wouldn't have necessarily. But in The Last Jedi, uh, Luke gives Leia those Han's dice. Yeah. And then shows up in Solo. And you're like, well, I didn't need that, but whatever. 
and then they took that in Fast and Furious and just went with that so hard. Like the remember the piece of jewelry that's important that I never cared about. Anyway, uh, lady says, "Careful is when you get hurt." That is not true. That is nope. the opposite, actually. You don't get hurt. That's the thing. <laughs> uh, the landmines are a decent upgrade to the threats in action, but Roman's flip in between the rocks sucks. Yeah. The way it lifts his big vehicle, he gets stuck and then he crawls out, and then he almost gets squashed by it, but he doesn't get squashed. I think Roman just sucks in this movie. You might be on something there. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, here we go, Rufus. Uh, the suspense sound effect reigns supreme because Again. they're still using it. Yep. Uh, when we watch Fast X, I'm just going to nudge you every time it happens. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the invincible joke should have ended with, how the hell are you not dead? And having Roman kind of pat himself. Don't talk about it after that. Yeah. Just leave it at that. It would have been a funny little joke for that action sequence. And then done. Yeah, but they just keep making it the whole movie. Uh, remember I talked about that no reactions when they're in the air? This this movie has it the worst. I think it's the stupidest when they do the Tarzan jump. Yeah. And they just kind of sit there and go, mm. Specifically Letty. Yeah. In, in the passenger seat. She has like, her arm against the thing and she's just... Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to play this video again but we watched a pl- uh, we watched a video about how the effects were done on youtube and it was a really well made video and they showed that they had uh vin diesel and michelle rodriguez in a car that was spinning around and they showed like b-roll footage of that and she's actually like oh why didn't you use that cut yeah. that's way better being a little nervous about something that's going to happen especially because she went there's no bridge Right before they fell off, and then immediately loses all concern. Yeah. Good movie. Uh, the setup for Dom killing the guy with the wrench was not emotional enough. No. It was just like... Oh, he was this. like, your dad was kind of slow. He's like, how dare you? And then beats him to death. Yeah. Like, have the guy be a jerk. <laughs> and, like, yeah. really dig into the kids and, you know, warrant a beating. Yeah. Not this. Um, Cypher's hair in this movie is barely an upgrade. Uh, and yet again, the action dialogue and exposition dialogue sucks. It's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, if I was going to edit more, I would include the swear word, but I'm just going to say for five six, Dom needs to drop the solo act. It's the absolute worst. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's so dumb. It is. But aha, the worst part, the invincible bit and the self-awareness. It's the worst joke. Yeah. It's a terrible joke. Dom says that Lady's driving was impressive, but she got knocked off her bike pretty quick and sits most of the time in Dom's car. Yeah. No, uh, Dom was saying that his driving was impressive. Yeah. Uh, Mia literally comes out of nowhere. She just shows up in a secret base. Yeah. They say that Lady called her, but she just appears out of nowhere. Uh... Project Ares is a stupid plot device. It's super similar to like the previous three movies. Yeah. And I'm not buying it anymore. Uh, Jacob doesn't bother denying that he killed his dad. But he didn't. At least not intentionally. Yeah. It's weird that he wouldn't say anything. 
uh, also in that flashback race where he races Jacob. Uh, Jacob activates the NOS, and then Dom goes too soon and activates his NOS, which apparently has superpowers because he zooms past Jacob, who's already activated NOS and is yep. riding on that boost. Dumb. Uh, it makes no sense that Dom would not visit Buddy until this moment. He was your closest personal friend. Yeah. Go see how he's doing, you idiot. Uh, I do like the chemistry between Helen Mirren and Vin Diesel in this movie. I just yeah. like the way they work off each other. Yeah. Uh, the Cardi B cameo as like this, one of the swat yeah. ladies is really bad. It's not good. I don't like it. Uh, the Letty Mia fight scene is not good. But at least no one says any corny one-liners. <laughs> that was my, yeah. my saving grace. <laughs> Uh, the Haunt Twist would have been better if it wasn't in every single trailer and poster. Uh, two movies ago, uh, two miles was too big of a radius for something to happen, and now Ted says that 80 meters is too small. Come on, dude. Continuity. Uh, there's a lot of British racism in like a five-minute window, specifically with Ted and Roman. Like, oi, T and Crumpets, governor. And stupid driving on the wrong side of the road. And I was like, what are you doing? This is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jacob stealing the second half of that orb was way too easy. Also, Tej has to ask Ramsey about tech stuff. Like, if there's a magnet near a computer, will that make the computer go bad? Wouldn't you know that? <laughs> You're the tech guy. <laughs> Screenwriting. All right, here we go, though. Spectacular. You ready for a positive note? Yes. Ramsey not knowing how to drive is the kind of character traits that are missing in this movie. Yeah. And all these movies. Everyone's exactly the same. Yeah. And that's kind of the issue that I had with Tej knowing how to fight. It's like, oh, you can fight exactly like everyone else on this team. Ramsey not knowing how to drive is a cool thing to throw in. Yeah. Because it makes her at least slightly different than everyone else. Although yeah. she does pick it up pretty quickly. Uh, I like the magnets, but at the end, how on earth was it that only Jacob's car got pulled into the truck? And yeah. not every piece of metal in the building that he got pulled through. Yeah, exactly. And he's from the other side of the building. <laughs> and there's more cars. Yeah. But it's only his that gets pulled through whatever shop this is. Both sides. Because it's on the, the street, building, like a, a big building, and then street on the other side. All of it. Only thing. Yep. Yeah. It's brilliant. Cypher has a speech and she starts it off by saying, if this was a movie, and I, stupid thing. Yeah. When people say, if this was a movie, in a movie, no it's, good. it's never good. No. Never. And it wasn't in this movie either. Uh, messing with Roman, using the magnets is fun. And no problem with it. Uh, Roman has a great reaction to Han's return. He's kind of speechless. Yeah. Uh, Giselle working for Mr. Nobody is a stupid retcon. She was absolutely 100% just working for the cartel. Yeah. Yeah, I hated that. Uh, Han defends his non-death by saying Mr. Nobody had a way of making things look real. It's a terrible excuse. Somehow Han returned. Yep. <laughs> Dom fighting a million guys is stupid. And it's stupid that he went alone. 
And uh, if they do that in any of these last movies... They will. I'm going to scream. <laughs> they will. I will yell in the theater and just say, Stop! <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dom's out-of-body experience is not good. It's just reestablishing everything that we've already seen. Yeah. Jacob's like, I didn't kill Dad on purpose. Dad tried to throw the race, but he wouldn't tell you. And then we spend seven minutes re-experiencing that. Hey. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? All in all, the flashbacks in this movie really suck. Yeah. And you want, like, let's compare it, okay? This came, movie came out in 2021. It was June or July. September 2021. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings came out, which uses flashbacks brilliantly. Oh, yeah. It's not that flashbacks are stupid. It's just that this movie doesn't know how to do them. Yeah. Uh, especially at the end, uh, they cut to the scene that's right after Dom, Dom has killed that guy. And Jacob's sitting on the fence. He's sad. And Dom walks up and says, hey, don't worry about it. Because whatever happens, we're family. But canonically, the next thing that happens when you two interact is, I hate you, we're going to race, and if I win, you're leaving and never coming back. That's the stupidest thing. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. I hate it. It's dumb. <sighs> what are we getting here? Uh, L is like the key for that weapon, and they give her the orb, and she just activates it right away. Yeah. Like, you didn't even bother saying, <laughs> like, I'm not going to do it. No, she, she just does it. Yeah. All right. You're boring. Uh, Tej talks about the laws of physics as if they haven't been breaking them for five movies. <laughs> uh, the magnet scenes are cool, but the logic is super inconsistent. Yes. Example. In a, what I think is a cool scene, two big trucks try to take down Dom. He turns on the magnet, attracting, and they get... Pulled into the back of his car. Yeah. Then he turns it to retracting. That seems either detracting. Push. He turns on to push. Yeah. And they fly across the street into cars. Very cool. Less than five minutes later, they turn their magnets on and cars like 20 feet behind them start getting sucked sideways. That doesn't make sense. No. That's so far away. Why are they not getting pulled toward the magnet? They're getting pulled toward the truck. It's brilliant. Oh, and then at some point decides to pull down the telephone wires oh, and yeah. take out a bunch of cop cars. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, oh, here's one. I wrote, oh my gosh, Cypher is free and auto is bad? Never saw that one coming. No. What a stupid twist. Yeah. Also, you showed that Cypher was free again in every single trailer. Yeah. It was more of a twist in the movie when you saw that she was locked up. Whatever. Uh, I think the Tokyo crew had great reactions to Han's return. You know, an emotional hug and everything. Because, I mean, they would have been close with him too. Yeah. They, they were his first movie. Uh, and to end off my notes, the tease of Brian's return is not good. Nope. Because it means that they're bringing him back. And look, I'm fine with what they did in 7 because the movie was partially completed when he died. You know, they use his brothers and stuff. To bring him back now just feels really weird. And I do not like it. No. They're gonna do it. Probably, yeah. 
I think it's more than it probably. If they're doing three more, then it'll be the last yeah. one. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. Oh, I'm, not, I'm scared, man. It's going to be so weird. But is it going to be a scene, or is it going to be... I think oh, he's but... in. I think he's in the entirety of twelve, probably. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know it's about <sighs> nine. You said pretty much all of them. It it's bad. It's oh, rough. The the big train. What is it? The, I think they call it the armadillo. The armadillo. In the the scene where it flips, right? Yeah. You realize that it's driving. It flips onto its back. The wheels, and I get this, wheels have to be touching the ground for a car to drive. So now the wheels are, which are on the bottom of the vehicle, now are the now face, the are at the top of the vehicle facing, you know, the sky. Yeah. So it's the, the roof that's scraping along the ground, but it's still driving. Yeah. And it drives for quite a while. It doesn't slow down a bit. No, not even a little bit. It drives through a building. Yeah. <laughs> Without <laughs> wheels. Yeah. It, you know, you see, there was part where you're like, you know, they're given all this dialogue. You know, you get the one, two, three, and the ABCs. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff, and like, it's probably real car talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they forget what vehicles actually can do now in these movies. Yeah. Because, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I think that it's pretty common knowledge that wheels need to be. Making contact with the ground? I would think so. <laughs> Unless it's a hover car. Maybe. Which this wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting... I'm not actually super excited for Fast X. Me neither. No, you know what? I am a little excited. And I'm excited because Jason Momoa looks like he's having the time That's of true. his life. Yeah, I like Jason Momoa. And there's a, but, there's a uh, scene in one of the trailers where he's like cheering at like a car crash or an explosion, but he's driving and as he's clapping, his car starts to go to control it, but he goes, oop, and kind of re-grabs the wheel. Stuff like that, I think is going to carry that movie all the way. Jason Momoa will be the best part of the movie. I'll tell you what's not going to be the best part of the movie. Dom's necklace. But they're definitely, like, okay, I have a poster here. Yeah. I bet she's wearing the necklace on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah what's that? His necklace, because for some reason it's so freaking important. It is. Yeah. Of course. This episode's gone on long enough. Thank you for listening, if you're still listening this part. This is definitely our longest episode by quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, in two weeks we're doing Disney live-action remakes, and I won't even make a segue. Luke, his for that send-off. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot. Um, yeah, well, as you said, thanks for listening. Uh, you can join our family next next time. Uh, but until then, in the meantime, in between then, be sure to go check out One Last Ride with Fast and Furious, which will then be, of course, the third last ride. Yeah. So, yeah. Fast eggs. See you then. Hey, thanks, Luke. And thank you, listener, for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to keep up with us and the show, please feel free to follow us on Twitter, or X, if you will, at Pod Screen Time to see some quick thoughts of ours regarding movies or shows. You can also follow us on Instagram, again, at Pod Screen Time, to see when our episodes drop and any extra visuals that we want to show off. You can also catch up with both of us individually on Letterboxd to catch our thoughts and reviews on the movies that we watch. You can find me at The Shininator, and you can find Luke at Shin Glassman. 
you want to hear more of Luke, feel free to check out his other podcast, Toku Talk Radio, where he discusses tokusatsu and anime with his sister Hannah. And if you want even more of Luke, who can blame you? You can take yourself over to his YouTube channel, Shane Glassman, where you can watch his videos that range from reviews to tier lists. They really are a blast. Links to all these things are in the description of this episode, so head there to find those and stay connected with us. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you again in the next episode.